Hey, hey, friend. Welcome to the day that seems to officially, at least here in the United States, end the summer. It is a Labor Day. And as we all know, pretty much at this point, all kids are back to school, whether it's private school, public school. They've all started by basically tomorrow is kind of the last day. I remember growing up and school didn't start until after Labor Day. And it seems like they begin to start earlier and earlier. And but now basically everybody is back in school. And so today's episode, I kind of feel like I'm going to be stepping um, maybe into a hornet's nest. I don't know. Some type of ground beef. We'll talk about those. Oh, those are so bad. My boys mow lawns and those are really evil little things. <laughs> so I kind of feel like I might be stepping into something here, but I feel like it needs to be said. And if you're listening to this episode, this episode is for two types of people. The first is for those of you who are on the fence about homeschooling. You just need that encouragement. You know, you know, you know, you know that this is what you're being called to do, but it's scary. You feel really scared about it. So today's episode is for you as some confirmation and maybe a little bit of a nudge to cross over that line and to take that next step. It is also for those of you who need confirmation. You are homeschooling and you need confirmation that, yes, this is the right thing to do. And here we are at the beginning of a homeschool year and everything at this point might be feeling really good. You might want to listen to this episode and then maybe save it (laughs) so that you can go back and listen to it when things start to get a little bit hard and a little bit rough and you're not quite sure where you're going with all this homeschool stuff. So today's episode is for those of you that just need some confirmation that yes, I made the right decision. So basically it's for two kinds of people and that's everyone. (laughs) So this episode is for you today. We're going to talk about five things that your child is missing out on by homeschooling them instead of them going to school. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. We keep being told here in 2023, and we've been told this for many, many years, that school is education. It is equal. It is synonymous. School is always education. But what if it isn't 100% education like we've been told? Sometimes some of the education, and we're going to get into this, is not exactly the type of education we want our children to actually learn. School has a system, basically, of bells and checklists and tests and grades. Yes, there's some education that can occur within there. But as a product of the school system, to be honest, I don't know how much education of like what they actually wanted, like what the state guidelines wanted me to learn at that point. And it creates a mindset that education ends at whenever the last bell rings, whether it's 2.30 or 3 o'clock, Whenever the last bell ends, your education is done for the day. Make sure you're back here tomorrow morning at 
blank time because that's when your education will begin again. And that's where how, how we're made to feel and what we're told. But do you know what I'm seeing? I am seeing a huge movement of parents waking up and choosing the road less traveled in our society. Now, this road less traveled is the original road. It is the original way that education occurred at home, through the family. And then the family would get to choose and pick people to align their children with, maybe if it was in a trade or an apprenticeship. And I'm not saying that we need to go back to, because we're not a agrarian farm society much anymore, although I'm seeing a lot of farms and a lot of small farms pop up, which is really great. But somehow we have to marry the two, the past and the present, but the past of how education was going on with the present and like what we want for the future. What are these, what's the path that we want for our kids when it comes to learning? We don't want them to just shut off at three o'clock when the bell rings and then go home and then be told they have to do homework and give their parents a lot of grief because they don't want to do the work because they don't see the purpose in it. And that is my biggest issue when it comes to school is that kids don't see that there's any benefit in it. And maybe it's because there aren't 100% benefits in everything that school does. This list today that I'm going to give you of five things that your kiddo is missing out on because you are choosing to homeschool them instead of putting them in school, it is 100% from my own experience. And this is from back in the 80s and the 90s. I can't even imagine how much more heightened it is now, now that there is social media, now that there is the internet, now that there are so many different ways of being able to do this and so many things that kiddos are exposed to and have to deal with. Now, this list also, because I hear this a lot, This list that I'm going to share, people will say things like, well, how are they going to learn to deal with X, Y, and Z if we don't do it? I'm like, ah, they're five years old. Why do they have to deal with that at five years old? They're 12. Why do they have to deal with that at 12? And if they do, we get to walk alongside them. We get to see these things happen because over and over again, instances, um, just experiences happen within school and kids don't tell their parents because there's a lot of time. Say something happens at 10 o'clock in the morning. By the time your child gets home, gets off the bus, maybe it's three o'clock and they've completely forgotten about that. But you know what has not happened? It has not left their brain. It is ingrained in there as an experience. So this list today is hundred percent from my experience. And I share this from my experience because I can almost guarantee that it's probably your experience as well. And you can really relate to these. So use this list as that extra little nudge that you need to say, yes, we're going to start homeschooling. And even if your child has started in school, school, maybe say it's starting tomorrow. (laughs) It's not too late. Say school started two, three weeks ago. It's not too late. These are your children. This is your child. You get to walk into the school and say, I would like to withdraw my child from school today, right now. And you know what? In the United States, I know this is does not is not possible in some countries, and I really feel for those countries and pray for them. But in the United States and many other countries, you can walk in and say, I would like to unenroll my child from school. And they have to say yes. You'll fill out the paperwork and you can walk right out of there with your kiddo and legally not have to step back in to the school because you've done the process. Now there is more to it than that, 
but just know it is never too late. Maybe you listen to this episode in a couple more months, or maybe you remember this episode in a few more months. It's still not too late. It's never too late. It's not too late if even they are in their 11th or 12th grade year of school. If this is something you feel strongly about, then go ahead, do it. Okay. All right, let's get into the list. Number one I have on this list, and just know this is in no particular order. It's basically was just a brain dump, and I don't think it has to be in any type of particular order. But number one is that your kiddo is going to miss out on being bullied. I don't care that the government has some type of initiatives to end bully. Tell me right now when the government has instituted some type of process or system or coalition or whatever they want to call it, and it has worked. Yeah, I did just say that. The bullying is going to happen. It has happened from a very long time ago, and it will continue to happen. Now, wait, hold me, hold out here. We'll talk about how does this, how does this not ever happen to a child? But let's just talk about in the school and let's talk about how much bullying really goes on. I remember being bullied. I remember seeing bullying from elementary school. I remember it being a very huge thing in high school. I remember fights breaking out in the hallway. I remember seeing just innocent kids being picked on because of maybe the clothing that they wore, maybe their their life, maybe they didn't have much money, maybe their hair, maybe they didn't appear to be very clean. Whatever the ridiculous reason is, kids would pick on other kids. What happens when you put a bunch of kids together without a ton of supervision? And I know you say, oh, there's supervision. There is not supervision everywhere. There is stuff that goes on in schools that is even way beyond the bullying, but let's just focus here on the bullying. So we will, I will actually hear from parents more so fathers. Sorry, guys, don't mean to throw you under the bus, but like, well, how, how will my child learn how to deal with bullying? I'm like, your kid's eight. It's okay. He doesn't need to be bullied at eight in order to become a man that can handle being pushed around or trying to be coerced or something. What good thing has come out of a child being bullied? That would be my question. So if you don't put your kids in school, they are possibly missing out on being bullied. Now, like I mentioned just a minute ago, it does not insulate your child completely from being bullied. You might still go to co-ops. You might still take them to church activities, a youth group. They might be older and get a job. It doesn't mean that they aren't subject to that, but they don't have to go into it without mom and dad, maybe knowing about it, maybe, and maybe this does happen. It could happen at a group of activity and your child doesn't tell you about it, but we have a less of a chance and less time that a child can be bullied. Think about the time in school, say school starts at eight and it is done. I don't know. I don't even remember the times. I don't even know the times. <laughs> say it's done at two o'clock. That's six hours, six hours of every single day that a child could be being bullied as opposed to maybe going to uh, some type of scouts program or something at night and it's an hour. Well, maybe as a homeschool parent, you are more involved and you go to those activities. And not that I was like a hovering helicopter parent, but I knew my kids well enough that James or I volunteered at the activities that they were in. So we can kind of keep an eye on, on those things and talk them through if we kind of 
were suspecting that maybe someone was trying to influence them or push them around, whether physically or emotionally or mentally. But I see no scenario where it is healthy for a child to be bullied or to be the one that's bullying kids or to have to witness bullying day in and day out. I don't see how that ever ends with someone feeling good about school and about life and about other people. I see there always being something. And I remember specifically very, very clear instances. I can even picture the hallway of my high school and I just, the bullying and the fights, I just, it just really got to me. And I just have like a fighter mentality and a seeker of justice is kind of at the core of me. And I remember walking and stepping because they would form circles, right? One kid would push another and the other kids laughing and whatever else. And I remember stepping into circles and putting out my hands. I can't believe I didn't get pummeled myself. And by the grace of God, (laughs) a teacher would show up, but I just knew that it wasn't right. And I would step in to try to protect the child that was being bullied and, and pushed around and physically injured. Number two, that your kiddo is going to miss out on by homeschooling them is that they are going to miss out on learning about topics before they are mature enough. Now, this also go back goes back to the bullying. And yes, on a baseball team, they can learn about things, but they aren't being exposed to those kids in those situations for hours and hours and hours of, you know, six days, six hours, five days a week for 180 days. It is maybe a one baseball practice kind of thing. And I feel like we really can, if it happens within, so say you have baseball from six to seven and you're there in the stands and you're watching and you pick up your kiddo and it's a little after seven, you go home, you can tell that their demeanor is changed. That something has happened that, that maybe they were bullied, like the number one I said, or maybe they learned about a topic. Maybe somebody has talked about something that they weren't quite ready for, as opposed to becoming desensitized to that over the course of all those hours at school and all the time that could be between this happening and the child uh, coming home and you being able to see them. They've kind of also learned a lot of defense mechanisms in order to how to process things. But I specifically remember learning about some topics at a very young age that my parents hadn't quite told me about. And I remember being so confused because I didn't quite know how it fit into the world. And so learning about topics before they're mature enough really causes kids to question a lot of things and be to be a really absolutely confused about some topics. Now, some of these topics could be things that are introduced to your child from another student. They could also be topics that are introduced by the school system. And we know that the government is pushing for a lot of topics that, to be honest, are should be left up to the parents. I thought that school was supposed to teach you how to read, how to write, how, you know, history, whatever topics they said. I I don't understand why they have to get into the weeds of everything, things that are just better left for parents. But I mean, well, I I can say I don't understand, but if we really look into it, we can see what the real push is and what the real reasoning behind it. But number two is learning about topics before they are mature enough. The third thing that your kiddo is definitely absolutely missing out on when you homeschool. It's this one's close to number two, but I felt like it can be separate as well. But it is being taught worldviews that are contrary to yours. Again, yes, they can be exposed to things, but it's the amount of time. I remember specifically 
learning in school. So at home, I would learn, uh, we would read the Bible. I learned about creation. And then I go to school and they would talk about evolution. And for some reason, I didn't feel comfortable talking to my parents. And, and I wish that I had, but I walked out so confused. I mean, there's just so much more in a school day to remember to talk to my parents about that. And when I got home, I honestly didn't want to talk about school. I wanted to move on. I wanted to go outside and play. I want to get a snack. And I just wanted to decompress from school. But I remember learning about that evolution. I was like, how does that fit? Because just day in and day out throughout all those years of school, you hear little bits. And I was like, this doesn't really make sense. And so this has been like a super big topic that we have, James and I have really been very intentional with our kids. They know a lot of different worldviews and they know why those worldviews believe what they believe. And they know how to defend theirs. And they also know how to be kind in a way of talking to others with a different worldview. But when a kiddo is in school, you don't know what is going on every day, all day. And you don't know the little things that are being said and being taught to them when it comes to a different worldview. And then they come home, they're confused. And you, so you look at it, you're like, okay, well, I do have more time at home with them than if they are in school. But it's really hard to be able to combat what those who are placed in authority over them are saying, as well as when you sit in a classroom and it feels like the other 25 kids all agree on the worldview that is being taught and you are the only one who doesn't or who is confused. Number four in what you're keeping your kiddos from by homeschooling them is the need to keep up with popular trends, such as when it comes to say clothing or cars or makeup or sneakers or purses and bags and all of the trappings of commercialism. And when you've done a little bit of a dive here and discovered that the term adolescence and the teenage years were created along with the school system in order to keep kids young and then to push commercialism on them in order to continue to support the corporations that want their money. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Just a little bit of light talk here on this Monday for you. But just think about school and just how, how much you, I remember myself. So how about you? How much did you want those name brand jeans? And if you didn't have them, it felt like the end of the world. And if you didn't feel like this, then wow, that's, that's so amazing. But I felt like myself and my friends all felt like this. We had to keep up with the popular trends because it probably partly for me, it would have been if I didn't keep up with that, I would then maybe be in that number one thing that the kids are missing out and be bullied. If you didn't have what was the cool clothing at the time, then you could have been bullied and made fun of. So there's this need to keep up with popular clothing trends. And I remember looking and, and just being like, what was I wearing? And be like, I can remember specifically some outfits and be like, I didn't really even like it, but I was told that it was cool. Or I would come to like something simply because it was cool and having to keep with that. So when we homeschool, I do know there are some kids who like fashion, who like that kind of thing, but if that's their natural bent, if that's what they like, then go ahead. You might have somebody who wants to design clothing someday, then that's okay. But in general, you can let your homeschool kids not really care. Mine could care less 
up until maybe high school somewhat, but still not even. And I was didn't want to be like a mean homeschool mom and make them wear really ugly clothing. So I tried to oblige and but also stick within the budget. How many kids are spending a ton of money on clothing or asking their parents to spend a ton of money on trends so that they can go to school and look cool? And my son got a firsthand account of this when he was working in a local grocery store, got to know a bunch of the local high school kids. And they would, I don't know, just say they made $200 and they got paid on a Thursday. That money was gone by Friday or Saturday. Because then he would go into work and they'd be like, hey man, can I bum off, you know, $2 off of you or something? He's like, you just got paid. Like, well, look, these new sneakers I got, you know, they're really cool. And he was like, you just blew all of your money with $200 on the one pair of sneakers. And now you don't have any food or snacks because you didn't want to pack a lunch from home or something like that. Meanwhile, he's here saving all his pennies and used all that money to purchase all the equipment in order to take his lawn care business to the next step. And I'm not saying your kid has to do that, but just knowing that you can be saving yourself a lot of money and not falling into a lot of traps. And I appreciate some trends and the older I get, the more like, I'm just going to wear what I'm going to wear. But the fun thing or the neat thing about homeschool kids is that they can get to that point a lot sooner. And again, my kids have been to varying degrees. I have one who just enjoys certain clothing just for the sake of that certain clothing and has a style. And I'm like, fine, as if that's what you want to do. It's I think it's the thing that is hard about this is like kids do, they want to do something just because everybody else is doing, which then ties into number five. And the fifth thing I have here that your kid is missing out on is just the pressure to like certain things. Certain things, like I'm going to give one specific example here, is like music. To like certain things, uh, maybe it's certain bands, or maybe it's certain sports teams, or maybe it's certain, I don't know, social media accounts, or just being influenced to like certain things because you feel that pressure because if you're not, again, maybe you're not, won't be cool. You won't be able to fit in with everybody. And maybe I should make that number six. <laughs> They're missing out on the whole, you know, trying to be really cool. And I mean, I, I, you know, teenage kids, they can be, they can be a lot of fun. I'm not knocking them at all. What I'm just saying here is most of this shows up a lot in the high school year. I mean, all of this definitely, not all of it as prevalent in the younger years, but just think about how much your decisions when you were in school were influenced by those around you. So I have this funny story. I remember going to, um, I was, <laughs> I don't know if I should say this or not, because um, I feel like you get labeled, but I was in the color guard. I actually really liked it. And for many years, our director was, he was a crazy maniac, but somehow I put up with all of his shenanigans. And I did. I actually really did enjoy it for many years. So we were going to some competition and I, there was a girl that I wanted to be friends with. And she had mentioned, you know, I was like, oh, what are you listening to? This is, <laughs> this is back when we had Walkmans. And so I was like, what are you listening to? And she told me, and I was like, oh yeah, I really like them. She's like, oh, you know, do you have any of their tapes? <laughs> That's uh, aging me as well. And I said, no, I just hear them on the radio. And she looked at me, she goes, they don't play their music on the radio. There was some like alternative band or something. I was like, oh, okay. And I felt really stupid, like just to try to fit in with her. And the benefit of homeschooling is just that you can teach your kids. You don't have to fit into people. You can ask them, 
and this doesn't mean you can't teach them these things. You can't talk about these things if they are in school, but just knowing that it's okay not to like the same things, not to dress the same way, not to have certain hairstyles, but just to wear what you want to wear, listen to what you want to listen to purely because you enjoy that type of music. Now, I'm not saying listen to any music or dress provocatively or anything like that. You, I think you know what I mean, but just liking a certain type of music because that's what you like. Do you like I don't know, reggae music, then listen like reggae, like a heavy metal and listen to heavy metal. And there's Christian for all of these types of, (laughs) all these types of music with just embracing like what your style is and being like, it's okay. And learning how to talk to others and say, Oh, what are you listening to? Can I listen to some of that? Okay. You know, why do you like that? I've never heard of this and just being curious about it. And Knowing that that is a way that you can make a connection and a friendship with somebody, you don't have to be like them in order to actually have a connection and be friends with them. So that is my list of five things that your child is missing out on when you decide to homeschool them. Now, friend, are you ready to step away from these five things? Are you ready to say, I don't want this for my child any longer? Or maybe your kid is younger and you're saying, I don't want this for them at all. Are you ready to stop saying, well, you know, I went through the school system and all these things and I'm fine while also recalling all of those memories. Like I told you, I can remember specifically where I was in the hallway and what everything looked like in the, in school around me. And I know that you have some of those as well. Are you ready to not have your child to have such memories that are just stuck in your mind? Cause I know those, they have left a mark. They have influenced you and Yes, we can turn all of those things into something good and positive. I can look back to my college years and just how I wasted my life in those years. And I know that it I would not have met my husband if I had not. And so I can see that God works all things for his good, for those who love him and been called according to his purpose. So I can see that that good can come out of it, but there's also good that can just come out of good. We don't have to wait for the bullying to happen and wait to see if anything good comes out of it. We can have good just come out of good. And so if you're ready to step away from these five things and say, I don't want my kids to say someday, well, you know, I'm fine and have these hangups and these memories that they don't necessarily need and to instead feel encouraged and know with their gifts, talents, and abilities, and have some good direction for their life, then I'm going to invite you to step on over to Clarify Your Homeschool, where together we can create your homeschool lifestyle and teach you how to embrace that homeschool lifestyle. No matter the age of your children, no matter your age, (laughs) my friend, if you are interested in that, you can head over to clarifyyourhomeschool.com. Thank you for joining me today on a Little by Little Homeschool podcast. And I will be right back here on your podcast app again on Thursday. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.